We talking hoops season two. Let's go. What up, though? It's your coach. Who talks hoops the most? It's Coach Cam with the podcast flow. Jump shot is still wet and the podcast goes. Talking hoops all day, worldwide, across the globe, overseas to the league. Big 10 to the GLIAC, AU to high school and any gym that he had. Highlights, offers, who's about to transfer, was coach getting hired? Coach Cam's got the answer, he's that dude, too cool, so smooth with the hoop news. Every week we talking hoops, this is season two, so buckle up for this ride, that's what you need to do, cause we talking hoops, yeah. What up, though? It's your coach that knows hoops the most. We back with another edition of the Talking Hoops with Coach Cam. This is episode 15, the Flame Knicks edition, man. And the Flame Knicks edition, we talking about college hoops, man. So if you came here looking for me to give a deep dive or a breakdown of the NBA 2K tournament, you were wrong. Go somewhere else. If you thought I was going to come here and talk about the, the horse tournament that's going on ESPN, go somewhere else. Not giving it no juice, man. I ain't talking about that. We talking about recruiting, man. This whole episode is dedicated for, for recruiting because I can talk about a whole list of things talking about the transfer portal talk about guys leaving schools guys transferring coaches getting jobs you know stuff like that so i got a lot to cover uh from a lot of different angles because you know i coach college basketball i coach aau still coach aau coach high school so i got a lot of different perspectives on recruiting and that's what I'm going to cover this week, man. So I hope you guys are, are, are staying home and being safe. Stay in place. They're talking about opening back up the government, opening up the economy again. And it's just crazy to me. They just crazy. A lot of people losing money. Uh, but y'all got them stimulus checks, though. Y'all got them checks. You ain't got nowhere to go to spend it. All right. So just turn on the podcast. Buckle up. Enjoy the ride. All right. So I'm going to give y'all a transfer portal update. Uh, yeah, some guys put their name in the portal talking about they're going to transfer. Uh, just tonight, uh, point guard from, from Northwood decided to put his name in the portal, decided to transfer. Um, one of the one of the, the players that put his names in the, the, the transfer portal I don't want to talk about is David DeJulius. So we had a huge discussion this week talking about Dave. And a lot of people had a lot of things to say about him transferring to Michigan. And the, the reason why I want to dedicate this episode to transferring. Okay, first things first. Just because you transfer, it doesn't make you a bad kid. I know some great kids that just decide to transfer. I know some great kids that get cussed out by coaches, that coaches just take all their pride and all their confidence, and then now they decide to transfer, and now that's a bad kid, and the coaches don't get no rap. You don't never talk about the coaches when the kid decides to transfer. I know the post that I put on, on Twitter was basically saying, yeah, you know, uh, just because a kid decides to transfer, don't give these coaches a free ride, man. Some of these coaches are jerks. Some of these coaches are assholes to your favorite players. Now, do some kids do some mess up things and they make mistakes? Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, but a lot of times when a kid decides to transfer, it's because they didn't have the proper relationship with the head coach. And ain't the assistant. The assistant got them there. And once they got them there, the head coach and the player somehow wasn't on the same page. And then at some point, something goes wrong and the kid decides to transfer. That don't make the kid a bad kid, right? 
I used to look at transfers all the time, but there's a certain type of transfer I'm looking for. And I'm going to do my homework as a college coach to find out, okay, was their relationship straight? Did the kid have any issues on campus? Did he have any, any issues with teammates or coaches? Or how is he coachable? Let me call this AU coach to see if he was, you know, got caught smoking weed in high school. What is his character like? Because it's really about character at the end of the day. But just because you transfer don't mean you a bad kid. And a lot of people... When you're talking about David DeJulius situation, they automatically label him a bad kid just because he want to leave Michigan. It didn't work out. Jawan Howard didn't fuck with him. So he left. Like, what's the problem with that? Why can't a kid decide to leave and go somewhere and control his own career, but a coach can up and leave and do whatever you want to do and he make millions of dollars? And you're supposed to just, you know, never blame the, the, the coach for nothing when a kid transfers. Sometimes it's the coach's fault. Sometimes it's the coach's fault why did some of these guys transfer. Either you didn't recruit them properly or when you recruited them and brought them on campus, you didn't know how to build a relationship with this kid to get him to his full potential it might take two years it might take three years sometimes it might take four but these coaches they want you ready to play as soon as you touch campus a lot of times that ain't the case some of these guys need development that's one thing i'm not going to talk about this on this this segment this podcast some of these guys need development because when you get them they behind and to get them to catch up, it might take a full year if you got it, but you got to know how to recruit, knowing that, all right, I know I'm bringing this kid in. I might not need him the first year, but by year two, he got to be rolling. That means you got to have your, your workouts in place. You got to make sure he's got the right people around him, taking the right classes, doing the right thing so that when it's ready for him to pop. Now, if you need him to pop right away, then he need to be on campus in the summer. Like there's a lot of things that, that go into place if you want a kid to be able to be prepared as soon as they get on campus but it's not an easy thing to do so recruiting wise talking about Dave's situation he decides to leave University of Michigan and people are like why why would you leave Michigan you're playing 20 minutes a game you're averaging seven points like maybe he wasn't happy you can see during some of the games he probably should have been playing more even if he was playing 20 minutes probably should have been playing 25 26 who knows but i know there were points this season where i'm watching the games and i'm like why ain't dave on the floor i know for sure i watched at least three or four games and it's like why ain't this young man on the floor then he gets on the floor he's productive and then he got to go back and sit down stuff like that so when you get new coaches and this is juan's first year you have to coach guys you didn't recruit so Jawan didn't recruit none of these kids, none of them. So he had to be able to build relationships and to make kids feel that the buy in. And apparently Dave didn't buy in. He wasn't happy and he decided to go and he chose to go to Cincinnati, which I think is going to be a very good uh, choice for him. Big East, still a big conference. Cincinnati got some of the best facilities in the country. You're still in the Midwest, still in Ohio. So you're not too far from Michigan. So I, th I think it's a good, it's an Adidas school. Yeah, decides to go to Cincinnati. I think it's going to be a good uh, situation for him. I think it's going to be a good situation for him. Still playing for a big-time coach at Cronin. Still going to a, a big-time conference. Still going to be playing to get some big-time players. So he's going to have the, the opportunity to play more and showcase that he can be effective for longer. At Michigan, I thought you could, you could see that he could play, but you really couldn't see how effective he really was because he never was on the floor for an extended period of time. I'm talking about 10, 12 minutes at a time. You know, a couple media a couple media guys you know media breaks or whatnot so 
I think Julius deciding to go to Cincy was a very good deal for him. I think he's going to flourish there. And I think he's going to be in a situation where this team, these coaches, they want me to be here. So they might do a little bit more to build a relationship with me and to build the offense around my game and how I like to play. And we'll see. But I think he's going to do very well there. Another member of the transfer portal uh, was Justin Turner. Justin Turner, they did an article on Justin Turner, Bowling Green. He was transferring. He averaged around 19 points per game. First team on Mac. Uh, he had a lot of suitors for him. A lot of suitors. Marquette. Uh, a lot of big time programs was looking to try to bring him in. And this was another kid that we talked about. And when I say we, I talked to coaches, group chats, texts, over the phone. And... When I talk to coaches about Justin Turner, it's like, okay, why would a kid like that want to leave? I had a coach call me like, all right, Cam, give me your pitch. And I'm like, your pitch? He's like, yeah, give me your pitch if you're coaching Justin Turner to stay. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm if I'm coaching Justin Turner and I'm talking to him, I'm letting him know he's already one of the best players in the league. If not the best player in the league is going to showcase you, we're going to showcase you. You're going to have your best season in four years. You're going to average 20-plus points per game. You average 18 this year. We're going to have it set up for you uh, where you're going to average, you know, uh, mid-20s to uh, possibly get you a look at the NBA. We, you see the, the influx of guys that go to smaller schools that are doing really well in the NBA like Damian Laird and C.J. McCollum and the list goes on of guys that didn't go to Kentucky, didn't go to Arizona, didn't go to North Carolina. They went to mid-majors, got it done, and now they're on a draft for it. And that's exactly what we want to do to you. So that's what kind of the way I was thinking with Justin Turner is that he should return because he could make his resume better by staying. And that's exactly what he decided to do. He decided to, even though he put his name in the transfer portal and, you know, went on a few, well, you can't go on visits, but got courted by some schools, um, some bigger schools outside of the Mac. Uh, and he decided to stay home, which is another good decision for him. I didn't think he needed to leave. Like, say he transfers and he goes to Michigan State. Could he Could he start for Michigan State? Probably. Probably could start. Maybe six men coming off the bench. Uh, but, you know, they still got Rocket. They still got Gabe Brown. They still got Aaron Henry. They still got um, uh, the boy they bring off the bench from Clarkson. Like, they still got... You know, guards, they got a lot of guards. So you're going to bring in another guard and mix in with that with a whole new system. And learning Izzo's system in one year is not easy to do. So you want to be able to come in and be rolling. So do you want to be a good player on a good team? Or you want to be the best player on a solid team? You know what I'm saying? Because Bowling Green was solid. They were top three, four team in the league. So they were solid. But does he want to go to a bigger school and just play a role? Because he's not going to be able to go to a bigger school like, say, Michigan State or Michigan and be the best player because they have already already have guys that can do what he can do. that are just as good. So either you're going to have to stand out or be a good player on a really, really good team. And he decided to say, you know what, I'm going to stand out. I'm going to be at Bowling Green and I'm going to turn it out here. So I wish him the best. He's played for me before. He was, uh, when I was coaching at Renaissance, he was a freshman on my team. Second lead scorer as a freshman. And I knew the kid was good um, when he was a freshman. I knew he had a, a very bright future. And now you can tell uh, by what he's doing at Bowling Green that he made the right decision to stay. And and that's another thing. Like some, Just because you put your name in the portal doesn't mean you have to transfer. It doesn't mean you have you don't have to transfer. You can go back to the school that you're deciding to transfer from. You can. If those coaches will take you back, because it's about character. It's about character. You have the proper relationship with the head coach. The head coach will say, you know what, Justin? 
I, I know you got some schools calling you. No, you got some schools calling you. You're getting some interest. You know what? I want you to do what's best for you and your family. But but just know that you're always welcome here. And that's huge, man, because he could have, you know, when Justin came into his office or gave him a call, said, Coach, I'm deciding to transfer. He easily could have went off on a kid, burned a bridge. And now all of a sudden he don't want to play for you anymore. So if he ever had an inkling of coming back to that school and you didn't have the proper relationship, he'd be gone. He'd say, you know what? I'm not going to go to Bowling Green. I'm going to come home and go to Oakland. And now you got to deal with him. Like, you might have to play Oakland and be like, oh, man, oh, him and Rashad Williams together? Hoo-wee. That's kind of nuts. So, you know, you just got to, it's you know, relationships and character, man. When it comes to recruiting and transferring and stuff like that, relationships, character. That's what it builds around. If you got the proper relationship, good things will happen. So we wish Justin Turner well, one of my former players. I know he'll do well. Now, let's get to the big fish. Let's get to the big story of the weekend or the week. Uh, what are the top prospects? Because all of a sudden, now this guy's the number one prospect. But we're not going to say that. What are the top prospects in the class of 2020? What's going to choose what school he was going to? His name is Jalen Green. We've talked about him on this program. I told you about six months ago or last summer. Uh, if, if You better know the name Jalen Green. Just know that name. Uh, I know I mentioned that before. I was covering the EYBL, and I was like, look, this guy Jalen Green is something crazy. But anyway, I digress. He decides that he's going to make his college decision. I forget which two schools he was choosing from, uh, but he decided, you know what? I'm not going to college. I'm going to go to the G League. And the deal he signed to go to the G League was a phenomenal deal. It's a deal that... Even an educated mom who understands the process and still wants her child to go to school to get a degree will be like, uh, we, we got to take this deal. We kind of got to take this deal uh, because they offered him $500,000. Not only did they offer him $500,000 to play in the G League because they're up in the contracts in G League, they also gave him an additional one twenty-five to go to school anywhere he wants and complete his degree. So now they're saying, are we going to pay for you to go to school like you would get in a scholarship? And we're going to pay you, too. We're going to do both. Like what you should be getting. What you should be getting. You got coaches making four to five, six million dollars and the players getting zero. And there was people upset. Like, why would a kid decide to go to the G League? Like, why play in the G League? Why not go overseas? Man, if you somebody tell you 19, I'm going to give you $500,000 to play basketball. You turning that down? Hell no. You're taking that with the swiftness. With the swiftness. And one of the, the, the tweet that I put up basically said, you got 10 coaches making close to $50 million. And you got one guy to get offered $500,000. And that's a problem. He should be able to go to the NBA. And he will. And hopefully so. Hopefully he goes to the G League. He does well. He develops into a professional player. But you can't turn down six figures. You just can't. You can't turn it down. I don't care what you tell me. Even if you don't play basketball. If you are just a regular high school student. And you had a company come in and say, you know what? Microsoft's coming in. You know what? We're going to pay you $50,000 to come work for office for, for Microsoft. We're going to guarantee your job for 10 years. And we're going to pay out your contract. We're taking it. Like, okay, well, I be, guess I'm working for Microsoft now. There are people that go to college four or five years. They can't get a $50,000 job. I know I didn't. 
And it took me 10 years to earn that kind of money. <laughs> so like you're going to make that money fresh out of height. You can't turn it down. So my question for my listeners and my questions for basketball people is how does the NCAA combat this? Is the NCAA going to say, well, that's, they're only going to take, you know, 10 or 11 guys. Um, but what if they take the best guys? Now it's going to water down your product. And then why would anybody not at the at the at the end of the day, it's really about numbers. You know, what I'm saying they're going to you're going to have to have some guys go to college and play basketball. You have to because it's about numbers like all the guys can't say, you know what? All of us are going to the NBA or the G League. It's only a certain number of spots. Now, the thing that the G League is doing, they're saying elite. So elite is different. They might say if you're not ranked in the top 15, 20 players, you can't just commit to the G League. It don't work like that. You got to be a top one, two, three, four guy. Like you have to have a name, a following, a, a draft position that's a lottery draft position in order to get this money. Like we not wasting no time with, you know, Steph Curry's of the world. Guys is going to Davidson. No disrespect. We ain't worried about them guys. We talk about the Kevin Durant's is going to Texas. Those are the guys we're trying to pay. Because those are the guys that's worth the money. Those are guys that's worth the money. So the G League is on to something, man. The G League is on to something. If I'm an elite recruit in high school, why would you Why would you go to college? I'm just being honest. Why would you? If Zion really was thinking, like, the G League probably would have paid him 500000 Oh, I mean, they put have paid him 4 or $5 million to play in the G League or to play overseas instead of playing for Duke. So you know what? I'm going to sign you a deal here and we're going to give you $5 million. Who said they can't do that? They can. Now, the NBA, you have the salaries and structures of how deals are made. So when you're a rookie, there's only a certain amount of money that you can make. But you can make more money going into your rookie year. Brandon Jennings made a nice little change before he got drafted. He skipped college. You're going to see a lot of these elite players. Jalen Green's not going to be the only one. Isaiah Todd is probably going to do the same thing. He was going to commit to Michigan, but he decommits, and he decides that he's going to have a pro career. You're going to have a lot of these elite guys say, you know what, why, at the end of the day, really, why am I going to college to play? Like, why? They making money off of me to pay the coaches, to pay their universities, to build facilities. They ain't paying for my mama to get out the hood. But if I got the G League come in and say, you know what, we want you to play basketball, develop your game so you can be a pro to make millions of dollars and we will give you half a million dollars. Like, why? Why would you turn that down to say, oh, I just want to get an education? Because we were brought up. You go to college to get a good job. That's how I was brought up. You go to college because you need a degree to get a good job. But at the end of the day, I got two good degrees and my job is nice now. But it wasn't three, four years ago. It wasn't. And I was a grown ass man with a nice degree. And I'm just sitting here like, so I was told to go to college and get a degree to get a good job. But it don't work like that. I know people that got masters and PhDs and they can't find jobs. So when you're talking about kids, they have the opportunity to make money legit. Like this ain't getting paid under the table. This ain't having a runner. This ain't getting paid by some sports agency. Like this is legit money. Sign the contract is yours. Why wouldn't you do it? If I had a top five recruit, I'm entertaining it. I am. I am entertaining. If I'm Jaden Hardy, I am entertaining the G League. Oh, okay. If you're going to pay that for him, I know you're going to break the bank for me. I'm worth at least three times that. I gave Jalen Green 30. 
Gave him 30. He getting 500,000? Yeah, I, I need 1.5. <laughs> so if I'm Jaden Harley, put G League on my on my list. So if I got 12 on my list, like he put out his list. Got 12 on it, and it's Nas got 13. Now I got G League on there. Now he's a high-level recruit out of Nevada. From Michigan, him and his brother Marty Hardy, who just decided to transfer to Oregon, and we're gonna talk about that as well. His brother decides to transfer from UNLV to Oregon. And the brother still plays at uh, Coronado High School in, in, North, in Las Vegas. But anyway, high-level recruit. Top, one of the best players in the country, if not the best player in the country. And he put out his list. This list had Kentucky on it, Arizona, Oregon, Michigan. I mean, you name it. Everybody was on there. The top 12 programs in the country was on his list. Number 13 is the G League. And the G League just moved up. They just moved up. Now the guys are signing deals like that. Now, they didn't up the bag. Now, hats off to the G League to say, you know what? We was paying forty, fifty thousand. It's not fair. If we really want to have a true developmental league, you have to pay them. You have to pay them because you need better elite talent. You don't need guys that play five, six years in the NBA and now their game is on the decline. Now they just play in the G League, ain't never gonna get caught up. You need a true de- for a true developmental league, you need guys that be getting paid to play at the level that they should be getting paid at. Like six figures. Six figures for a guy that's a high-level recruit out of high school, that's a pretty big deal. Or a guy that's instead of playing in uh, Maccab Tel Aviv, he turns one of the top Euro teams down and say, you know what, I'm going to stay home. Because I know a lot of guys that play overseas that would rather play right here in the States because it's not easy playing overseas. It's not. It's a grind. It's a struggle. Like, you, you, it's a lot. They don't even speak the same language. Like, you can't even use clippers. Like, it's a struggle playing overseas, especially in some of these, in these countries. So I know a lot of people that would rather say, you know what, instead of taking 200K to play in Ireland, I'm going to take one. 50, 175 to play in the G League. So this is not going to stop. This is going to be a problem for the NCAA. Because if the NCAA can't get the top recruits, why would anybody want to go to Duke or, or Kentucky? If, if Kentucky is getting well, they're still going to go because they're blue bloods. So they're going to get the top players regardless. So if the top five go, they're going to get six through 10. And if the top 10 go, they're going to get 11 through 15. So, But it waters down your product. So now Kentucky can have the same recruiting class as damn Eastern Michigan. Like it won't be, it will be a lot more parity in college basketball and it won't make as much money because it's not gonna be selling out the arenas like that. You're not gonna have these billion dollar contracts with CBS to be watching some marginal guys. Not even, I'm not gonna say marginal guys, but you're not watching the stars. Think about this. Think about the guys that played in college that had no business playing in college. Kevin Durant had no business playing in college. Carmelo Anthony had no business playing in college. None. Derrick Rose, no business playing in college. These are guys that you had the opportunity to watch for a year or two, and you like, wow. Like, Anthony Davis, you can say he was supposed to play in college. The majority of them Kentucky Cats was not supposed to. John Wall wasn't supposed to play in college. Kyrie Irving, not supposed to play in college. So you had the chance to watch these guys for a year for free. And the G League finally figured it out. Like, you know what? Let's pay these guys, man. Let's pay them legitly where they get paid they worth. And come over here, man. Instead of going to North Carolina, man, come over here. Come over here. We're going to pay you. 
we're going to pay you. So the NCAA has a problem on his hands with this G League. And I don't know what quite they're going to do if they're going to limit it or if you decide to go to the G League, you can't ever play. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's definitely ruffling some feathers with the NCAA in this quarantine because it's like, holy crap, we got we losing some of our top players now to other leagues to for. Oh, man, maybe we need to start paying the players. Maybe we need to start paying them, which I don't think they're ever going to come to because just the, the schematics of it. Now you got Title IX. So now now do you got to pay the men? You got to pay the women. You got to pay all sports. Like it's not an easy thing to do to just say, I'll oh, pay the players uh, because the NCAA, NCAA, they try to make it seem they do the things the right way. And it's just logistically, it just wouldn't be easy to do uh, to pay everybody. But. They gonna have to. They might have to say. They might have to come to the table. And say, you know what? Our our luck has ran out. We didn't, we didn't use these kids enough. We're gonna have to start paying them. Or some of these coaches that's making some of these millions gonna have to get a a, a percentage of their salary. But this, think if if you're making five million dollars, and say, you know what? The coach got to give up ten percent of his salary to split up between his players. So okay. So so now if I'm making five million, what? 10% is what? 500000 So now I have a budget of 500000 that I can give to my guys. So I can say, okay, I got 500000 I get my starting five, each one of them getting 50000 That's two fifty right there. If you say, I'm going to take 10 guys and I'm going to give each guy 50000 there you go. There go your five hundred k. If you say, you know what, I'm going to take my top five and I'm going to give each one of them 100000 there you go. So, like, I don't know how you will break it up, but there's got to be somewhere, some way that you can start paying these players. And it might come from some of these coaches that got these big, huge salaries. It might come from them. So we'll see. We'll see what what it's going to do. But Jalen Green decided to go to the Jig League is a big deal. So. We're still on recruiting, man. We're talking about recruiting this episode, this podcast. This is the episode 15. We talking hoops. This your coach that knows hoops the most. I ain't done yet, man. I'm just giving you my own little spin in between just to give you a little breather, take a little bathroom break because we're going to keep rolling, man. Western Michigan. Okay. So now, oh, man, I'm not going to get, I got a segment called Recruit the Men. I ain't going to get to the Recruit the Men segment yet. I'm just going to talk about some of the things that happened, and then I'm going to go into my segment. So we're talking about Western Michigan. They just hired a new coach, Clayton Bates. He signs three players. None of them are from Michigan. Okay. Uh, Michigan. Michigan signs four people. None of those players are from Michigan. Wayne State. Wayne State signed two players. Both of those kids are from Michigan. They signed a kid, Ray Williams, from uh, Detroit Edison uh, Prep out of Detroit. 6'4 wing, really good prospect, very athletic, needs some skill work, uh, but he's going to be a really good pickup for the GLIAC. Him and Mike Robinson from Ann Arbor, Huron, uh, 6'5 shooter there. Wayne State is going to be a top four team in the GLIAC next year. Book it. Just book it. Just telling you right now, you're like, really? Like, yes. Wayne State will be a top four team in the GLIAC next year, and I'm going to tell you why. Because they're going to get Darian Owens back. He didn't play all season due to injury. He was 17 a game. Now, on top of that, so you got him and you got Braylon Ely. You got Kareem Murray, who's back, who's going to be a senior. And the last time Braylon Ely and Kareem Murray were seniors, they didn't lose. They went 26-0 and won a state championship. So you don't, I don't forget stuff like that. They got a transfer in, Avery Lewis. Uh, transferred from that one school I used to coach at. 
They got these two guys coming in. They got a couple more guys coming back. I think they're going to have a chance. They're going to have a chance. The thing about their team, inside play is going to be an issue. I don't know if Nate Talbot is the is the key. Uh, good good centerpiece. I just they just struggle inside, so that's probably going to be the only thing that stops them from being a top team in the Gliac. And they're going to turn some heads. You're going to play Wayne State next year, and you're going to be like, these can't be the guys I played last year. However, they different. You got a, a, a top player coming back to play with another top player to go with some seniors like it's going to be a problem Wayne State is going to be a problem two very good pickups one right down the street I mean you can ride your bike right down Warren can't you not you can ride your bike right down Warren from Wayne State campus and go right to Edison you make a right you right there like I'm not kidding you like it'll take maybe t- a 10 minute bike ride probably not even 10 minutes so a kid like that you gotta sign a kid like that I don't I don't see why Wayne doesn't get more they get a lot of Michigan kids they just don't get the right kids and I don't you know I don't quite know why uh but we're not gonna go into that but next year they're gonna be a top four team in the league next year just just book that so I was really impressed by those kids signing the Wayne State that's why I'm, I'm talking about that now uh, because Wayne, they got to get Detroit kids, man. Detroit coaches, send your kids there, man. Greer, take care of them. Um, I know I sent my guys there. When I sent them there, they graduated. They did a good job. They won some games. They, he, needs, he needs some more coaches to send him some players. All right, so Detroit coaches, send your guys. Steve Hall, send a couple guys away, man. Send them, send them. All right, so I'm going to go into my segment. This segment is called Recruit the Myth. Okay. I don't even know where to start. I do know where to start, but let me... I try to be an advocate for my state. I try to be an advocate for my city. I try to be an advocate of a place where I lived, a place where I've coached, a place where I've graduated from. Um, I, I've never lived anywhere else. I've never lived outside of the state of Michigan. So I'm always going to be a huge homer. I'm always going to be praising the home team. And I'm always going to let the home team know when they messing up. And this segment is called Recruit the Mitten because for whatever reason, there was a time when we used to go to the final four and we would count or, or excuse me. Yeah, we would go to the final four and we would look at the four rosters and there was somebody from Detroit or Michigan on every single one of those rosters, whether they were from Michigan State, whether they're from Florida, whether they were from wherever. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, my man from Saginaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played from Flint. Yeah, he from he from here. He from Detroit. Yeah. Like there was a time no matter who was playing like that happened. And that still does. That still does. But what doesn't happen is our in-state schools, for some reason, stop recruiting our in-state players. Either they stop recruiting or they don't have enough ties to get some of these kids. But there's no reason, no reason why all of our top guys are not going high major. They're going mid-major, mid-major plus, and they're not going to the max schools here in Michigan. There's, there has to be a reason for it. I know if I was coaching in the MAC, y'all would have a problem for sure. Because I'm getting some, I'm getting one. I don't know who. Lauren, Lauren Bowman, Jalen Terry, Tyson Afka, I'm getting one of them. 
I'm getting one. I don't care what it takes. I'm getting one. Laura commits bet. I'm putting all my information on Tyson. I'm blowing them up. I, I'm, I'm on C-Hall. I'm at all your open gyms. I'm at every single one of your games. I'm letting you know how important you are to our program. You can turn it around. If I'm at Detroit, I'm like, okay, you see what Rashad Phillips did. You see what Willie Green did. You see what Desmond Ferguson did. You see what these guys did. You see what Jermaine Jackson did. Like, these guys changed the culture here at UAD because they're from Detroit. You can do the same thing here at Detroit. Like, that's what I would be selling. Like, how do you let a guy that goes to Cass Tech, like, how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, he leaves the state to go to Duquesne. No disrespect to Duquesne and Pittsburgh. Great program. They do a great job. They got great recruiters. But you're letting these schools come in our state, and they're just taking all of our kids. Just look at some of the top kids we got in the state. You got Jalen Terry that's going to Oregon. You got uh, Lauren Bowman that's going to Wisconsin. You got Tyson Acuff that's going to Duquesne. You got uh, uh, Carlos Johnson that's going to Butler. Like, come on, man. I know I've talked about it before, and I'm going to keep talking about it until these in-state schools start recruiting our guys, man. Either y'all not doing a good enough job, or either you just like, oh, I can't get them. They're not good enough. Like, we can't get them. Like, that shouldn't be the case, man. That shouldn't be the case. And I know I ain't on nobody radar. I ain't on nobody. My phone ain't blowing. Ain't no coaches calling me at all. And I don't know if what happened to my name. That's fine. I'm a podcast host. I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to advocate for our student athletes in the state of Michigan. Y'all need to start recruiting them. Y'all ain't recruiting them. You got guys going to Holy Cross, guys going to Ni- Niagara, scoring a thousand points. You gonna let James Towns go to Niagara and score a thousand points? You mean to tell me he can't go to his teammate that plays at Western Michigan? You mean to tell me he can't play with Josh at Western? Like, like, what are these? What are they doing? I, I really would like to know what are they doing, letting these guys leave, because it don't make sense at all. When Western Michigan, even though I just mentioned it, they bring in three guys, and none of them from the state of Michigan. And you got the kid right there at uh, Ferndale; he's still available. You mean to tell me Jay Sean Moore can't play in the MAC? Yes, he can. He's a six-five guard. He ain't no different from the guy Jalen Holmes you signed from Indiana that went Juco. He's just two years older. He's the same player. Jalen shoot it better. Now, not now, I'll say this. Just because they are from another state don't mean they can't play. I know how recruiting works. I, I recruited in Indiana. I recruited in Illinois. I'm not saying that all of your players need to be from your state. I ain't saying that. What I'm saying is, if you're Western Michigan, you can't lose your top two players and you bring in three guys that's not from the state and then now you want relationship. Whew. You want relationships with some of these in-state coaches. Like, man, you're not recruiting our players. That was always my dad's issue with Western Michigan. I wanted to go to Western Michigan. I wanted to go to Eastern. I wanted to go to anybody that would pick me up out of high school because I had no offers. So I, I wanted to go somewhere. But my dad said, you could go anywhere in the state. We'll pay for your first year. But you're not going to Western I was like, damn. I, why can't I go? He said, because Western Michigan don't come down to Detroit to recruit. Period. And that was 20 years ago. Like, literally, that was 20 years ago. That was 1999. My dad told me Western Michigan don't recruit the state of Michigan. Don't recruit Detroit. He said Detroit then. And back then, you had players all over. So if you wasn't recruiting the state then, you were a damn fool. Now, you just a fool. Because there's no reason why these guys shouldn't be recruited, man. The Horizon League is terrible. And you got Oakland and UAD that are struggling. And they don't have Michigan guys. Like, Rashad Williams comes back. I get that. 
but you need more Michigan guys on your right. And you wonder why these guys up and leaving they transfer because they don't have no ties to the school because they just went there because you offered them. When you easily could have offered an in-state guy. I just need these schools. I need them to do a better job at recruiting our players, man. I really do. I really do because it's really hard to watch all of these guys leave the state of Michigan when I can drive up to Kalamazoo two and a half hours and watch a bunch of guys from Michigan that I know that I have relationships with with the coaches. And it's just a much better feel. Like, it's going to be hard for me to watch Michigan next year. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be hard for me to watch. They got one scholarship player from Michigan, Isaiah Livers. Oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. He went to the NBA. Brandon Johns. He's going to be the only Michigan kid on that route. Why should I watch Michigan? I'm a go blue guy. I'm going to watch Michigan less. I'm going to watch Michigan State more. And I'm not a Sparty. I'm not a Sparty. I'm always go blue over go Sparty. When they play each other, I'm always go blue. That's just, that's just how I wave my flag. But at the end of the day, I still respect both institutions, both schools. So, I'm going to watch Michigan State more. The reason why I'm going to watch Michigan State more is they got in-state players. I know Gabe Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen them play in high school. I've seen these guys. Man, I've seen Rocket Watch. I did his highlight tape. I did his very first highlight tape. Like, I know these guys. I've seen them play. I know their high school coaches. I got a relationship with them. I want to be like, yeah. Like, if, I, I, if I'm walking down the street, I know Rocket Watts when I see him. And he know he see me. What up, Coach Camp? Even if that's all he say. I'm not looking for no long. I don't need no shirts. I don't need no just, what up, Coach Camp? Head not. Keep it moving. I, that's it. Oh, what up, Coach? Dang, you ain't even got to call me Coach Camp. Hey, what up, Coach? Just know that I know you at some point that we deal, we dealt with each other. But some of these guys, you see them, you ain't dealt with. So it's just like, why am I gonna why am I gonna watch Zeb Jackson? No disrespect. Zeb Jackson's a great player from, from Ohio. But why why am I gonna root for Zeb Jackson when I can root for Rocket? So that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like if Michigan State can do it, Michigan State is a top 25 team, top 15 team in the country every single year. And they recruit the state hard. He over here looking at Michigan like huh, y'all better win with these out of state guys. These three or four or five star. Oops, not five star. He ain't getting those guys to stay decommitting. You better start winning with these guys. Because if you don't, I'm cleaning up in the state. I'm cleaning up in the state. And that, that wasn't always the case. I remember when Steve Fisher used to clean up the state. And guess what? He got the best guys out of the program, and Michigan State was second fiddle. And then Izzo figured it out, started getting some Flintstones. He got... <sighs> yeah, you see what I'm trying to state, man. Recruit the state, man. Recruit re recruit the mitten, man. Recruit the mitten. I'm really going to watch Jawan Howard now. I'm going to watch how, how he's going to move with these guys as they ain't from the state. Now, I know he ain't from here, he, but he played here. He played at Michigan. So probably him being a Chicago guy has something to do with it. I understand a couple guys from Chicago, a guy from Georgia. I, I mean, I get a couple guys. But one scholarship player guy from Michigan? One? Okay, maybe I was tripping, right? So I'm I'm doing a little research, and I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I'm tripping about recruit the mitten. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm off my my Richter here. I'm off my rocker. I, I'm just not I'm not thinking right. So I'm like, what the what is what are the other teams in the Big Ten doing? Now, I ain't talking about no other conference. I've been talking about the Big Ten my whole season, whole season two. Been talking about the Big Ten. We still gonna talk about the Big Ten. So I'm like, maybe I'm tripping. Let me look up Ohio State roster. I want to know how many guys from Ohio. It's on Ohio State roster, right? I'm like, oh, okay, they got 
you know, four, five, six guys from Ohio from the roster. Okay, cool. Let me let me check out Maryland. Let me see how many guys from the, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. How many of them guys is, is from uh, D.C., Maryland? Okay, five, six guys. Oh, all right, cool. After that, I stopped. I was just like, all right, this is this don't make sense. Like, Penn State probably going to have three or four, five guys from Pennsylvania. If I look up Indiana, they're going to have a bunch of Indy guys because you got players all over Indy. Like, Wisconsin gonna have some Wisconsin guys, but like you look at Michigan, they ain't got no Michigan guys. It's like, like it don't add up. Like you look at Purdue, they got Indy guys. It's like, all right, well let me go, let me deep dive it a little bit. So I'm like, all right, who was Ohio State's leading scorer? I look at Ohio State's leading scorer, Caleb Wesson. Where's Caleb Wesson from? He's from Ohio. Oh, okay. Let me go to Maryland. Let me see who they best, who they leading scorer was. Leading scorer, Anthony Cowan. Oh, man. Let me find out where Anthony Cowan from. He's from Maryland. And I'm like, man, what a coincidence. Who's Michigan State's best player? Cassius Winston. Where he from? Michigan. Like, it's no secret to this game, man. It's no secret to this game. Recruit your area, recruit your state. And if you don't, and you struggle, it, that's what I'm saying. They bet Michigan better win. They better win, or they're going to ruffle some fair feathers around the state because going to be a lot of people that ain't feeling the fact that you got a Michigan team with no Michigan guys on there. You got one scholarship player from Michigan. Like, they ain't going to cut it. Because you see the teams in your league, you see what they doing. They recruiting their area, recruiting their state. Now, I'm not saying you should be like Memphis and have a 90% team from Memphis. I get it. That's different. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, it's like you're going to have players from different areas, different states, because that's just how recruiting works and you're recruiting ties. But in a state like Michigan, if they miss out, now, if they bringing in four or five guys, Right. So they're going to have 14 guys on their roster. I'm not sure how many of those guys are going to be seniors. How many available scholarships they going to have for the 2021 class? Because that's a big class for the state of Michigan. So you mean to tell me if they miss out on Jay Nakins, Pierre Brooks and um, Kobe Buffett, they should be able to get one of those three guys. And if you don't and say one or two of those guys go to Michigan State, like Izzo going to be laughing. <laughs> you just going to keep letting me get these players, huh? Well, all right. I mean, I just I just don't understand why coaches from the state don't recruit the in-state players. I'm going to keep being advocates for them. Recruit these guys. They will change your program. They're going to be the best players on your team. They're going to lead you to MAC championships. They're going to lead you to Big Ten championships. Like, it's no mistake. Like, it's really no mistake. I don't know why they're not doing it, but hey, you know, what do I know? I'm just a podcast host because I ain't coached the game in over a year, so I'm just Mr. Podcast. Uh, call me Podcast Cam. But anyway, um, so yeah, man, I really want to, uh, I really want to do a little deep dive on. So the one question somebody asked me was this. Why does recruiting your state matter? Like, why does it matter where your players are from? Why, why, why does it matter? Like, if you're, if you're Michigan, like, why can't they get five-star kids? Why can't they get four-star kids from the same place as some of these other schools is getting guys from? So, logically, you'll think, okay, well, if the best players in Ohio State are from Ohio, I need to recruit Ohio. If the best players on Maryland are from Maryland, I need to recruit Maryland. But it needs to be the other way around. Those schools are recruiting the area. They're getting the best player out of the area when you're not. Like, that's a that's a problem to me. Like, it really is. Like, even if a kid isn't going to be the best player on your team, even if he might take a year or two, like, you really need to recruit him. Like, there's no reason why. There's no reason why Carlos Johnson 
is going to Butler. Like, there's no re- He should be playing at an in-state school for sure. For sure. We come right into play. I don't know. Maybe to make, maybe make them work a little harder. I don't know. But here's why it matters. Here's why recruiting your state matters. Because if you don't win, you either might be one out of a job or two, you better have somebody on your staff that really can have relationships with coaches and people in that state because you're not recruiting them. Because guess what? You still need people in your stands. You still need campers to come to your camp. You still need teams to come to your team camp. So how are you going to invite a team to your team camp and you not recruiting none of their players? But you try to act like you are. Like How are you going to sell that? Either you don't do team camps, which they're probably not going to do this year. So you're, this year you're safe. You're safe this year to recruit some kids that's not from the state because really, what do you need those relationships for? But the reason why it matters is because you're telling the people in your state that like you want to be involved, like you want those players to stay home so you can watch them. That's the reason why I want kids to stay home is so I can watch them. So I can watch Oakland and play, play Michigan State and I can watch KFL to give 30. I could watch him give 30 to, to Michigan State at the Palace, and we could talk about it five, six years later. But if we let K. Fail to go to um, Illinois' Edwardsville, we ain't talking about that. And that was one of his offers. We ain't talking about it. We need kids to stay home because home is where the heart is. I ain't going to be cliche, but I'm just saying, like, we care about our people. We care. We want to see these guys. We've been watching them for three, four, five, six, seven years. We want to keep watching them right here at home. So that's why it matters, man. That's why it matters. I know there are a lot of head coaches in the state of Michigan that coaches some of these schools that if they was walking down the street, if they walked into a gym and didn't have their college apparel on, people wouldn't know them. Wouldn't know them unless they had the school listed polo on. Like, oh, oh, that's the coach at that school because he got that shirt on. But if they didn't have that shirt on, like, people wouldn't know him. Like, who's this white guy that's walking to the gym? Who is that? Like, he just, yeah, who's that? And that's a shame, man, because it didn't always used to be that way. It didn't. It didn't. These schools that, that, that brought you to campus, they brought you up for Midnight Madness, they came to your open gyms. They came to your games. Now you ain't even got to go to their games no more. You just go to AAU and talk to the AAU coach. And you might see them once or twice or a visit. And if you offer, you go to one or two games. And then you decide whether they're going to pull the plug or not. Like There used to be a time where you really had to recruit. Like You had to go inside the school and meet the counselor and meet the teacher and meet the principal. And watch a few practices and watch open gym and come to a few games. Invite on camp. Like They not doing all that no more. They not. They're not doing all that no more. And it's a shame. It's a shame. But if you don't recruit in-state kids, how else you recruit them? Them relationships don't matter. So now, and, and here's the issue I get. Now some of our kids, they go out of state, they go to school in Kentucky. Now the school in Kentucky ain't showing them no love because guess who they showing the love to? They showing the love to the, the local kids. They showing the love to the kids that they have relationship with their high school coach. When you go to Kentucky, that head coach don't know your high school coach for nothing. Only because you called him and started recruiting the kid. Not that, oh, this is the same guy. He comes to our alumni event because his, his brother used to play here. So, like, that's a relationship. And that's why it matters, man, because of relationships and character. And you start to see people's character when they don't recruit your players. Coaches, AU coaches, high school coaches. I stopped going to big-time camps. I've never been to a Michigan State team camp. I think I tried to go one year. We didn't have the funds. 
uh, because we were just basically uh, either I was paying or we had to raise the funds to go to the summer camps when I was at Renaissance. We did not one time go to Michigan State team camp because it cost too much money. It was like $600. And I'm like, why am I going to pay Michigan State $600 just so after the first night I can go have a couple drinks with Tom Izzo in his basement? Like, I'm paying $600 for that? Like, nah. Like, that ain't... I want him to recruit my players. But I knew as a high school coach, I knew I didn't have those type of players at that time. So if I don't have Michigan State level players, why am I going to Michigan State team camp? I stopped going. I started going to GLIAC team camps because I had more guys on my team that will play in the GLIAC that will play Division I. Now, I might have one or two Division I guys, but I might have three, four, five guys that could play in the GLIAC. I'm telling you, I had a team where I had 11 guys play uh, college sports. Nine of them was college basketball. Two of them was college football. 11 on the same team. All those guys did not go Division One. The majority of them did. Three, four of them did. The other four or five guys went Division Two and had very good careers and did very well. So that's why I said, you know what? Why am I even going to Michigan, Michigan State team camp? I'm going to go to U of D team camp. I went to U of D team camp every year because I wanted my guys to go to U of D. I want you to stay home so we can come and watch you play. We can come and watch you practice. Like, that's what I wanted. I wanted you to go to Wayne State. Yeah, Coach Greer, you can have whoever you want. Call them up. Here's the number. Here's the daddy number. Here's the transcript. Here's the ACT score. Here's the NCAA ID number. It's on you. You got all the information. If you want them, you can have them. You recruit them. I'm not going to push them there. If you want them, you can have them. I wanted my kids to stay home because I could go and watch them. I want to take kids to games. I want to take them to practices. But if you if you play at Notre Dame, I, I can't drive three and a half hours every other weekend to come watch you play. Now, I'm going to do it once. I had a kid play at Liberty. They played at Notre Dame. <laughs> no, no pun. Like They really played Notre Dame at Notre Dame. So I'm looking at the driving distance and I'm like ah three and a half four hours that ain't that bad let me take a couple guys to this game so we drive down we watch Liberty play Notre Dame and that was an experience I had never been to Notre Dame before their facilities are crazy I was like wow this campus is like really nostalgic and it's it's old school and then you see the, the whoo, you see the football practice facility and you yeah it was it was dope like it was an experience but it doesn't happen if you don't have coaches that want to do that, for one. And for two, it would happen more often if guys stayed home. Like, it would. Like, I used to go to Wayne State games all the time. Practices, UAD games all the time. Because we had players that were on their roster. But you ain't, if you ain't recruiting the state, then it, that's why it matters. That's why recruiting your state matters. It's because you got coaches that have relationships with these kids and you want to watch them play. You want to see them do well. Right. You don't want to see him transfer. But the kid that's from Australia, what what do it matter whether he transfer or not? What do it matter whether I want to watch him play on your team just because he a good kid? I don't know that kid. If I'm a high school coach, I'm like, who is who is that? OK, he can shoot. He cool. But you you picked him over my guy. So I'm going to feel a certain way anyway. So, like, you need to recruit the state, man. You're seeing kids from Indiana and Illinois and Ohio 
and overseas and transferring and JUCOs. It's like, man, we got good enough players right right now. Schoolcraft College got four or five guys. They should be signed to Michigan schools right now. What y'all doing, man? Call up Corey McKendry, the head coach. What you doing if you ain't already recruited these kids? And I know it's probably some coaches like, man, these these Cam's going off on coaches now. He don't care about coaches. I just don't. I'm just telling you like it is. I'm keeping it a buck. I'm keeping it all the way above. I'm just going to tell you how it is. Have I always been this outspoken about coaches and recruiting the state of Michigan? No, I have not. But seeing how it works, I worked for a guy who didn't want to coach the state. He didn't want to recruit the state. He couldn't get to a high. He couldn't get the cash tech if I told him to drive down 75. He probably had to use his, his, his Google Maps. Like you shouldn't if, if you're coaching in the state, I shouldn't have to tell you how to get to the top schools in the state. You should already know. Like It should take you one time. You should know how to get to Muskegon. You should know how to get to Cass Tech. You should know how to get to Beecher. You should know how to get to Saginaw High. You should know how to get to Ann Arbor Huron. I shouldn't have to tell you these things. And not to say that that was the case. I'm just telling you, some of these coaches, man, they're not recruiting the state. They're not respecting the kids that can play here. There's good enough players in the state of Michigan that can play at all levels. Division three, Division two, JUCO, and D1. Recruit them. Get them on your teams. Or we're not going to support you. At least I'm not. And I I don't even really care anymore. I really don't. If coaches feel some type of way, if I've never coached again in college, I'm fine with it. I did my three years. I got my master's. I'm cool. I'm cool. I I don't I've done what I need to do. I got sons now. I got a family. I'm straight. I I'm good. I ain't got to do that to validate my career. I can say I did that. Always want to coach in college. I coach in college. Bucket list. So do I want to coach college again? Yeah, I would like to if the right situation came up. Yeah. So I know it's going to be some coaches like, man, how you expect to get a job? How, how you expect these guys to hire you after you didn't went off on them? I, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you my opinion and I'm giving you too straight. I'm giving it to you straight. I'm just keeping it in the book. And if you feel a certain way about it, then that's that probably means I'm right. Probably means I'm right. And some of these Michigan guys need to start being on your rosters. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So this is your coach that knows hoops the most. We're going to wrap up this recruiting edition. I'm glad you guys tuned in to me going off on coaches again. Probably, probably a bunch of coaches like, damn, man, what Cam don't even mess with us no more. No, I, I mess with y'all. Y'all get me up. Y'all ain't called me or nothing. So, and I mean, it ain't like y'all checking in on me and my family. We good, though. We good, though. Let, let a couple players that enter that transfer pool. You, you might hit me up because I already got a couple guys like Coach Cam. I'm leaving such a school. I need some help. So you might call to me sooner than you think. So, you know, I love my coaches. I love the, I love the, the, the state of basketball. I uh, love Michigan. I'm just going to tell you like it is on my podcast because I have an opinion about it. And I don't like that our guys are not playing in the state of Michigan. I'm just I'm gonna be quite honest with you. I want them to I want them to play at Michigan. I want to see the like you had Robert you, Robert Tractor Trailer Albert White Willie Mitchell Maurice Taylor like Michigan Detroit guys playing for Michigan. I want to see that again. Might be some time, but I want to see it again. So it's your coach that knows who's the most man. I'm signing off, man. Hope y'all staying at home, staying in place, stay out of the grocery stores, wear masks, wear gloves, be safe because that Corona is real, man. It's real. Some of y'all don't live in Detroit and you live in other places and it's y'all living life like it's fine. It's real down here. People are dying. Stay at home. Stay safe. I'm a holla at you. It's your coach that knows who's the most. Coach Cam and I'm out. Peace.
Jackie's that dude Too cool, so smooth with the hoop news Every week we talking hoops, this is season two So buckle up for this ride, it's what you need to do Cause we talking hoops, yeah